0: Brought to you by Capital One, where you can open a savings account in about five minutes and earn five times the national average. Just imagine, five times more savings toward that overdue home addition, maybe even an addition on that addition. This is Banking Reimagined. What's in your wallet? Capital One and a member FDIC. Traditional management is over. The internet has killed command and control. Now that everyone can analyse and ridicule their chief executive's every move almost before they've made it, it's become impossible to order people about. This view is put forward by Carol Bartz, the new head of Yahoo, in The Economist's The World in 2010. It sounds pacey and plausible, and for a second I was lulled into thinking that perhaps the Niagara of information really has changed management forever. But then I looked around me. I saw lots of people at desks, calmly doing what they were paid to do, working. Command and control is not over, and won't ever be. Bosses are still bosses. If mine tells me to do something, I'm inclined to get up off my bottom and do it. If Bartz's employees don't get off their bottoms when she tells them to, there's a problem, and it has nothing to do with the internet. She is right that the amount of information available does change the way companies are run and the way we communicate with each other, but it seems that the only line of communication that has not changed is between boss and underling. It's all the other lines that have become distorted and muffled by the sheer amount of stuff out there. In the past couple of weeks, I've come across two ways in which companies are managing this, and both of them are quite worrying. The first comes from a friend who works in communications for a large organisation. She has noticed that her staff are responding to the information overload, not by digesting too much of it, but by stopping digesting anything at all. She tells me that in her company the written word has lost almost all its power. No one reads emails anymore, with the exception of those from the boss. Messages from anyone else are either deleted, unread, or given a cursory glance and then ignored. Messages on Twitter have slightly more impact, but 140 characters seem to be too many for some, and the sheer number of these messages means that many of them miss their mark. Her answer is to bypass the written word and convey simple messages and little snatches of video instead. Watching these snippets, I wanted to laugh. Here was a woman with a first-class degree from Cambridge University, talking as if she were a manically smiling children's TV presenter. The camera showed her delivering a simple, upbeat message before moving to a man who wrote the same message, Keep It Simple, on a flip chart with a chunky felt-tip marker. "'Isn't that a bit patronising? I asked. "'Quite possibly,' she replied." But because people seemed to be listening, she didn't care. Other companies have decided to deal with too much information by giving up any attempt to manage it on the grounds that to do so costs too much. Since the recession began, many have closed their libraries and taken the axe to their knowledge management divisions, set up with such pride and optimism barely a decade ago. In one big consultancy, all the people who used to sort information into usable chunks have just been fired, and consultants have been told that they will have to self-service their knowledge needs in the future. This is almost certainly a mistake. Self-servicing our knowledge needs is something that most of us are pretty bad at. Which is why, as Bartz points out, we need business leaders who will not only tell us what to do, but help us know what to think. Bartz argues that in order to do this successfully, leaders must acquire two skills. First, they must listen more than before. I'm not so sure about this. The trouble with the information age is that there are so many people talking simultaneously. Leaders surely need to do not more listening, but more ignoring. More than ever, the good leader surely needs to learn how to become selectively deaf. The second skill is to find a way of dealing with the many beastly things that are written about them on the internet. It would be nice if we could expect leaders in the future to respond maturely to this wave of public criticism, but I'm not holding my breath. Because I can find no such grown-up... Because I can find no such grown-up strand in myself, I'm gloomy about finding it in others. There is plenty of horrid stuff on the internet written about me... And even though I dare say I should hunt it down, read it and learn from it, I'm not going to. I'm going to stuff my fingers in my ears and carry on regardless. Ready to start the next chapter of your career? Earn an executive MBA from Georgetown McDonough. Designed for working professionals and ranked number one in the world for international business by the Financial Times... The program features two global residencies, mentorship opportunities, a vibrant campus community, and the access only Washington, D.C. can offer. See how Georgetown's Executive MBA can help you advance at choosegeorgetown.com slash EMBA.